What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen every day. Free on all platforms, five days a week, every single weekday, Monday through Friday. Make it your first listen every day. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, we welcome in the new year, <laughs> following the Blazers with a difficult loss on Friday evening in Golden State to wrap up the 2022 calendar year. They lose to the Warriors 118-112. I want to talk about this game, not just because that's what we do here. Um, we talk about the games, but also because the final five minutes were frustrating in a way that has become a little too familiar for Portland. And uh, I think I want to talk, I, I think, and I'm going to, I plan, I've already got it planned out. Uh, I want to talk about what those final five minutes look like and kind of how that speaks to the larger kind of struggles this team is having. And then I want to close the show on a, on a fun note. I thought Jabari Walker was really good in this game and maybe earned himself uh, more playing time, even as more players are available. Uh, but Jabari Walker can do one thing really well. And if you have a bankable NBA skill, you probably deserve real minutes. We will close with some positivity. I promise. Stick with me. We have to wade through the muck first a little bit. Um, it's the nature of the beast. The Blazers, the Blazers do, um, the Blazers kind of dictate the tone of the game and they weren't very good in this one. Tone of the podcast rather. And they weren't very good in this game. And, uh, so here we go. This was going to be a good win until it was a bad loss. Let's go fastest recap in the West. Blazers lose this game 118-112, and they were down big early. They gave up 41 points in the first quarter, trailed by as many as 18 as Golden State hit seven three-pointers and shot 65% from the field. Blazers find themselves down 41-25 after one, and it felt like, you know... Maybe this just isn't their night. The Blazers are dealing with, there's a there's a, like, clearly a bug going around the team. Uh, Keon Johnson and Greg Brown III were ruled out prior to the game. They ruled out, this game happened on Friday. They were ruled out like on Thursday afternoon's injury report as out with a non-COVID illness. And then Friday morning, the Blazers released an update that Yusuf Nurkic seemingly caught that same bug. And he was uh, downgraded to questionable and then did not play with a non-COVID illness. So the Blazers are playing without Nurk. They're playing without Keon, who'd been a big, Keon Johnson, who'd been a big part of their bench. And they're down 16 after one. Feels like, hey, tough. But, uh, you know, even the Warriors who are without Steph Curry and without Andrew Wiggins, they've won three in a row. They're in the midst of an eight-game homestand where they're kind of getting right and playing better. And if the Blazers get walloped in this one, it's not going to feel great, but you could believe it. it's coming. But the Blazers didn't get walloped. They battled back. They go into the halftime down 60-56. to 56. Damian Lord has 19 in the first half. Anthony Simons has 11 and 5 boards. And they're, they're truly getting after it. And despite Jordan Poole's 22 in the first in the first half and a big first quarter from Klay Thompson, the Blazers are right in the game, only down 4 heading into halftime. And then they come out with a monster third quarter. Your Portland Trailblazers out of the halftime shoot. Two, two, two third quarters in a row against Charlotte on Monday and against Golden State on Friday where they've played really, really, really well coming out of halftime. 40-28, to 28, they outscore the Warriors in that third quarter. They take an eight-point lead into the fourth quarter. They're up 96-88. And after all the mess, after all the mess they've been through, seems like they're going to be okay. Dame has another 11 in the third quarter. Josh Hart had himself a game in the third quarter alone. He had eight points and five boards and an assist in the third quarter. Played every single minute of the third. Blazers actually led by as many as 11 in the quarter. They flipped the game on its head from down 18 in the first quarter to a double-digit lead in the third. Now all they got to do is bring it home, right? Bring it home. When Damian Lord hits a swooping running layup with five minutes and 10 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, the Blazers lead by eight. 
They made one more shot the rest of the game, and they lose 118-112 as the Warriors close 16-2 in the final five minutes and end this one. A, a brutal end to the game that we'll talk about in the second segment. That's your fastest recap in the West. Warriors win 118-112. Damon Lord finished with 34 points on 12 of 29 shooting, added 8 boards and 5 assists. Anthony Simons had 22, took a bad spill and then uh, in the third quarter and then came back and finished the game. Probably would have had a, an even bigger night. He finished 8 of 21 and 4 of 11 from 3. 19 points from Jeremy Grant. 12 points, 11 boards, 7 assists from Josh Hart who played 41 minutes. Blazers ran with an 8-man rotation because they were super, super shorthanded. Uh, Trenton Watford, Shane Sharp, Jabari Walker, the only dudes who played off the bench. And the only active players that were on the bench uh, beyond those three that played were two-way guys. Abu Baji and, and John Butler Jr. This wasn't a game for either of those two gentlemen to play, and I thought the bench actually played pretty well. Um, all of them positive in the plus-minus. The Blazers were only outscored by one point. Damian Lord played 42 minutes, 42 minutes, 12 seconds. Basically sat for five minutes and 45 seconds the entire game. The Blazers were only outscored by one point in those five minutes and 45 seconds that Dame sat. This was not a Dameless minutes game. The Blazers did not lose this game with the bench. They lost this game with the dudes that play regular minutes. They lost this game with the starters. That was the issue. On the other side, Jordan Poole, like I said, 22 in the first half. Well, 19 in the second half. He finished with 41. Klay Thompson had 31, most of his damage early. Draymond Green, 10 points and 11 boards. Dante DiVincenzo, who I thought was really good, 9 points and 9 rebounds. Jonathan Kaminga finished with 9 points and 6 assists off the bench. Uh, Kaminga and DiVincenzo played really good defense on Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons down the stretch. That was a good wing duo to go defend those dudes. Um, the Warriors, if they get healthy... They're starting to figure some things out, unfortunately, for the rest of the league. But this game hinged. This game changed and hinged and, and, and really was, quite frankly, dictated by what happened in the final five minutes. Blazers are up eight with 5.10 left. They're up eight with four and a half minutes left. 4.24. They miss a shot. They, ha they have an eight-point lead. Four and a half minutes left. Four and a half minutes left. Eight-point lead on the road in a game you tra trailed by 18. This is going to be a good win. And it turned into a really bad loss. I want to channel my inner David Locke and take you through the final possessions that ended this game and the lack of ball movement that doomed the Trailblazers. But first, let's talk about prize picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. Uh, you can play prize picks on their website, prizepicks.com, or you can be like me and go to the app. I use the app on my phone. I think it's a really clean and easy to use app. How it works is you pick an entry between two and six players. Prize picks sets the lines, points, rebounds, assists. If you're playing in the NBA and you just pick over or under that line, above or below that line, and you can win some money if your predictions are correct. Um, you're not playing against the field or experts or anything else other than prize picks projections. You versus the numbers you see in the app. And if you get it right, you can win some money. Um, you can win up to 25 times your money if you call your shot and get six of six right, but you don't have to get six of six. You can change the odds a little bit and say, I'll get four out of six correct, or I'll get five out of six correct, and then win some money from there. Once you do, safe and fast withdrawals to get your money quickly. So why not download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports where first-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you got 100 bucks... Put it in there. Price picks give you a hundred bucks. You deposit fifty bucks. Price picks will give you fifty bucks. Don't forget, use that promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. All right, 
Let's talk about those final five minutes. This was where the game was decided. And I want to do this. I tease this heading into it. It's channel my inner David Locke. Uh, Godfather of this podcast, maybe the man who invented daily sports podcasting, certainly the man who invented bite-sized daily sports podcasting and made the Lockdown Network what it is. He's also just really good at the sort of breaking down what happens stat stuff. And one of the things that, that David Locke does is he'll say, let's take the chunk of the game that decided the game and look at each possession and what went wrong. So in honor of honor of Locke, honor of David, let's, let's see what went wrong. The Blazers had 11 or 12 possessions in the final 5 minutes and 10 seconds. Uh, why I say 11 or 12 is because on one of the possessions, Damian Lord got stripped going up for a kind of fort trying to draw a foul, foul hunting, got the ball back, did get fouled, and the Blazers take the ball out of bounds. So that's the way it's scored in the box score is an offensive rebound. Uh, typically, you don't score an offensive rebound as a new possession, but it was certainly a new sequence. So 11 or 12 possessions in the, in, in the final 5 minutes. Again, they take the lead. Damian Lord, he's got Ty Jerome on him. It's Come here, little guy. <laughs> Got Ty Jerome out of there pretty quick. Put in someone, put in someone bigger. Um, took him down the left side of the floor. Dante DiVincenzo comes over to help. Dame says, I'm not worried about you. Gets in the middle of the paint. Wants some coffee with that Kareem. Skyhook goes, puts it in. Blazers lead by eight, five minutes and 10 seconds. The game turns from there. Blazers, over the final five minutes and 10 seconds, following that Damian Lillard basket, go one of nine from the floor. 0 of 6 from 3, and they commit 4 turnovers. 3 turnovers with in the run of play, and a 5-second violation coming out of a timeout. 4 turnovers in the final 5 minutes of this game. They're outscored 16-2, and they, they blow it. They blow it. This was going to be a good win. It turns into a bad loss. I don't want to go possession by possession through all 12. I, I don't think that's, I don't think it's quite frankly, interesting radio. But what I did is I did chart this. Uh, I went, I did go watch the final five minutes and chart it. Um, I don't think too dissimilar from, I mean, pretty dissimilar because I'm like just some guy. But like, you know, if you're breaking down film, what went wrong? This is what I want to figure out. What went wrong? Um, and I, breaking down film suggests more than like watching the replay on League Pass. Uh, I rewatched the final five minutes. In the final five minutes, the Blazers had the ball 11 or 12 times, depending on how you slice it. In those possessions including the four turnovers. They had three, three multi-pass possessions. Three of them. Only on three possessions did they pass the ball more than once in a half-court setting. It started after a miss on the other end. Dame scores, Golden State misses, and they get a they get a layup and or get a layup attempt in semi-transition. The ball moves around. Josh Hart gets a cutting layup and he just missed it. Just missed it. Ball goes back to Portland, uh, but like that's your first two-pass possession. Then things kind of go haywire a little bit. Um the Golden State scores, or every time it turns the ball over, Golden State scores. Chauncey Billups takes a timeout. He knows he can feel this game slipping away, right? You you've you missed a layup, you missed another opportunity. Anthony Simons just straight up throws the ball away, loses it, just like trying to make a jump pass, just straight lost it, flew out of his hands. Um, Chauncey knows that this this is troublesome, so he takes a timeout with just over four minutes left, like four four fourteen when they go in the timeout. Blazers are still winning. It's not out of control yet. They're, they're up six. It's like, just keep scoring. You're okay. Keep scoring. You're in a good spot. They come out of a timeout. 
They run a set out of the timeout. This is when coaches can put their biggest imprint on the game. And what do they do? They make their most passes of any moment in the final five minutes. A four-pass possession that started with Damian Lord getting a getting a pick and roll, um, getting a screen. They run a pick and roll for Dame. He gets a screen. They double team. He gets off the ball quickly. Uh, the ball from Eubanks, or from Josh Hart, rather, swings to Anthony Simons in the corner. Anthony Simons finds uh, Jeremy Grant. One more pass in the corner. A wide open look, and Jeremy Grant just misses it. That's good practice. Good process, bad results. A four-pass possession that ends with nada. The Blazers only had one other multi-pass possession in the final five minutes. And it came on a play when they didn't want to pass the ball more than once. Damian Lord gets um, double team up top. Like, just, he gets a help defender. St- starts to beat his man, Dante DiVincenzo. Looks to throw a lob pass to Drew Eubanks. Draymond Green sniffs it out. Knocks the lob pass away. Josh Hart grabs a loose ball, and he passes it to... Anthony Simons. Is that one pass? I'm going to score it as two because it was an attempted pass that failed and then a pass uh, off a broken play that was two. And Anthony Simons just missed a wide open top of the key three that would have given the Blazers the lead. A really good look. Broken play, like not exactly like ball moving side to side like it did in that four pass possession, but a multi-pass possession leads to a wide open look and they miss it. That's, I mean, I don't know if that's good process, but it wasn't a bad shot. And they miss. When you pass the ball, when the ball moves around and you work for a good shot and you get Jeremy Grant a catch-and-shoot three and you get Amphrey Simons a catch-and-shoot three, whatever. Like, what you're just going to live and die with that because that's the sport, right? That's the nature of basketball. It's the other possessions. It's the four turnovers. Um, Amphrey Simons just losing the ball. Jeremy Grant, after a timeout, drives baseline and looks for somebody and doesn't. Looks, you know, drives baseline, realizes he's caught in danger zone, just throws the pass out and it goes nowhere. After a timeout, they have to take a timeout with, um, <laughs> they have to take a timeout because Josh Hart picked up his dribble too early. They come out of a timeout. That was the Jeremy Grant turnover. They come out of another timeout um, and commit a five-second violation. That's two turnovers out of timeouts. That's brutal. That's just brutal. Um, and uh, more on that in a moment. It's like, you know, I, I don't think all of the zero pass possessions were terrible, but in fact, Damian Lord had one where he just straight dribbled down and got himself into a little mid-range floater that was that was an okay look, but like, um, that was after the five-second violation. But they, but he missed. Um, so like again, just like sometimes bad process. But after all this, all this, it's all going wrong. <laughs> They've turned the ball over three times. Um, Golden State has taken the lead. They're down two. The Blazers get the ball back. Down two, under a minute. Get the ball to Damian Lord on the wing, and he loses it, gets the ball just slapped away from him by Dante DiVincenzo. Can't have it. Can't have it. I I, I think two things. Uh, I think many things. I'll share my many thoughts on this. That's kind of the nature of it. What I want to highlight here is that in the final five minutes, the Blazers are on 12 times with the ball, 12 like separate occasions with the ball, 11 possessions maybe is how you would score it, but 12 times with the ball, three multi-pass possessions, three multi-pass possessions. It's not great. Missed layup, missed three, missed three. Um, they didn't they didn't turn into stuff, but like the ball's got to move, probably needs to move a little bit more. Probably just needs to move a little bit more. That, that stagnation is an issue. And I think in general here, you want to place the blame on someone squarely. You want to take the blame. Is it a blame cape? What do we think it is? A blame chain? Um, we'll call it a cloak. The cloak of blame. They want to take the cloak of blame and place it squarely on Chauncey Billups' shoulders and say, here you go, dog, try this on. You, the coach, are the problem. 
Or you want to put it on someone else and say, Anthony Simons, you bricked a bunch of shots at the end. You wear this. Want to put it on Damian Lord. You forced some things you didn't need to force. You wear it. And I don't think that that is necessarily a useful way to discuss this. The blame is both coaching and and players. Um, you know, at, at one play they actually ran out of a timeout. They got a really good look. That seems like pretty good coaching from Chauncey Billups. They didn't run a lot of stuff. Um, they had some broken plays where it was pretty clear the Dame was orchestrating a little bit. They ran a lot of actions that was like someone else bring it up and then Dame comes and gets the ball. The start Dame off the ball to just let him on the ball to waste time are the worst possessions the Blazers always run. I think that's a mixture of coaching, but it's also a mixture of Dame's comfort level, right? He wants the ball at the top of the key to go in. He wants the ball to... I'm going to size my man up and score. Calling plays that are for the comfort or calling actions that are for the comfort of your best player is the nature of the game. And if your best player's comfort leads to more challenging shots, that is the problem. That is the shared burden of both what your best player wants to do and what you're calling as a coach. Hard to just call stuff that they don't want to run and have them run it or or not going to get them into what they want to be most, what they're most comfortable with and run it down the stretch. I don't know that Chauncey Billups can do that. I also don't think Billups has much control over shot selection. He can get them into actions they want to run, but like the decision once you do it is on the players. Um, I think this is a combination like the, the, the cloak of blame belongs on everybody's shoulders. This is playing. This is coaching. This is an issue. Also, my final thought on this, and then we'll move away from the bummers into some positive stuff. I think guys were tired. I think this was a, a case where folks at the end of the game were tired. I, I really do. Uh, Josh Hart played 41 minutes. Jeremy Grant played 41 minutes. Simons played 35, but would have played more if not for falling and smashing his head on the court. Damian Lord played 42 minutes and 12 seconds. At the end of the game, particularly the dagger three that uh, Dante DiVincenzo hit to take a two-point game to a five-point game and just end it and, and make the Blazers put in, go into scramble mode. Um, you know, and you can say those, you can wipe out, there's some, a couple no-pass possessions at the end of the game, you can wipe those out and say, say those don't really count because you're in scramble mode, and I'm, I'm fine with that. But in the run of play, three out of their final nine trips, um, they move the ball, pass the ball more than more than once. I don't think that's enough. But on that that dagger three from Dante Vincenzo, Damian Lord did not play defense. He looked exhausted and did not, he was like sort of half in double team and then sort of half recovering. He looked exhausted and did, was just straight up was not playing defense on that play. Did not, was not a competitive defender by any means. Um, I thought some of his late turnovers uh, for, for Dame was a thing you do when you're tired. I thought Amphrey Simons looked pretty gassed at the end of this game. Jeremy Grant just like couldn't get the ball because they weren't running stuff for him. Some of that might just be like playing folks 40 minutes. The difference in 36 minutes and 40 minutes, that is, is a pretty significant, right? Like it's, it's to some point, I understand why Chauncey Billups didn't play the bench a whole bunch more, right? Trent Watford, Shaden Sharp, uh, and Jari Walker and a couple two-way guys. Like this isn't a night to extend your bench. Down 18 in the first half, not a night to extend your bench. Um, the third quarter, your starters played really well. Played really, really, really well. Josh Hart and Damian Lillard were excellent in the third quarter to give yourselves a lead. You were winning with those with those bench guys or with the starters on the court. Just go get it. You kind of the bench played very sparingly in the second half, and and let's go back to it. Let's make sure we win these final five minutes. But this is a tough thing for for Chauncey, right? Like he's got to find a balance. Can you trust? 20-year-old Jabari Walker, 20-year-old Keon Johnson, 19-year-old Shaden Sharp, you know, 22-year-old Trenton Watford, like first and second year guys. 
can you trust them to hold the fort in the final five, six minutes of the four, first five, six minutes of the fourth quarter to get you to the point where you can put your starters back in and not overextend them? Most of the season, the answer has been a resounding no. It's been a resounding no. And so then you're mixing and matching. How much can we play Ant and, and, and Jeremy Grant with those guys? Like, What do the subs look like? I, I mean, this was just a night where I don't know that Chauncey could do stuff wildly differently. Like maybe you try to steal three more minutes, but once you got to the second half and you were making your charge, I understand why he didn't say, okay, Shaden Sharp, you're going to play the opening four minutes of the fourth quarter. Like, I don't, maybe I don't agree or maybe I like... In general, I think you just need to use your bench and see what happens. But I know why he didn't because you. I know how they got back in the game. I like I I watched it, but it is the balance that Billups is going to have to deal with. For as you know, Nurk should be back uh, when they play the Pistons on Monday evening. You're listening to Monday, January second show, and they play the Pistons at home tonight, and then they go on the road a little bit. And like Nurk is Nurk, Nurk and Keon Johnson and have a non-COVID illness. And it's not probably not likely to, if they miss Monday's uh, game, not likely to miss like extended, extended periods of time just because of uh, cold stuff, flu stuff. But like, you're still going to be without Justice Winslow and Nazir Little. Um, it's like, it is, and who knows when, if, when and if Gary Payton will ever return to the lineup. It's like, you, you got to figure out a way to play guys a little bit less and trust your bench. Can you though? Here's the thing. Maybe. Jabari Walker played really well in this game. Uh, I don't think the box score is going to jump out at you, but he played 14 minutes against the Golden State Warriors, and I thought he was really darn good. Let's talk about the rookie and what we saw from him to close the show. But first, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's the, my favorite protein bar, the best protein bar I've ever had. I like it because they're covered in 100% chocolate, all of the flavors, um, you know, I love cookies and cream. I love peanut butter brownie, but you can get coconut almond. Um, you can get raspberry. You're going to find orange. You're going to find double chocolate on their website, built.com. Uh, and listen, it's, uh, I like them because they're covered in 100% chocolate, but they don't, they're not too crazy sugary. They only got four grams of sugar, only 130 calories and got 17 grams of protein. So a delicious kind of, um, blood sugar boosting snack that has some real fuel you can use. Um, I'm, I've been a long time proponent of Built Bars, enjoying them like very earnestly in my home for several years. I got good news for you though. You can still go buy them on Built.com, but now for the first time ever, available in stores probably near you if you live in the United States of America. They are now selling Built Bars at Walmart and Sam's Club. So go buy yourself either a big old box, a 16 box at Walmart, or you can buy a four pack. Find out what you like. Those are also, also available at Sam's Club and Walmart. Find out what you like. Get a four pack of cookies and cream. See if all the all the mess I've been talking about it is real. Decide if it's for you and then go buy some more from there. Either order them in bulk on the website or go back to Walmart, go back to Sam's Club and get yourself more boxes. That's right. You can, you can go buy Built Bars in store. So go check it out, built.com or at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. And we waded through the muck to get to the positivity. And uh, listen, in general, I want to close the show on a good note. I've been doing radio, internet radio for a long time here in uh, in this basement and some other basements of various places I've lived. Uh, but... I, 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 I'm searching for the silver lining, no doubt about it. I am out here searching for the silver lining. That's, that's, that is what this is. I'm not, um, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I'm like, I didn't think 
coming off this game against Golden State. Yuck, that's a bad loss. But in searching for a silver lining, I didn't have to look that far. Like I, I don't think this is like. Sometimes I'll really, I'll really squeeze the orange to try to find the, uh, 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 some some positive juice there. I will really squeeze the orange. I don't think this is that. I, mean, I don't think this is that big of a stretch, that big of a squeeze. I really don't. Jabari Walker looks like he can play. I want to be clear about what that means. <laughs> Jabari Walker can rebound at an NBA level right now, today, at 20 years old. Right now, today. Absolutely, without a doubt. Um, there was a highlight going around that's like midway through the fourth quarter. Josh Hart, who was great. Josh Hart was great against the Warriors. Um, didn't, had a bad foul late, had a, picked up his dribble a little bit early, but whatever. He was great on the whole. Great. Great Josh Hart game. In fact, the Blazers are now 8-2 when Josh Hart gets double-digit rebounds. They started the season 8-0 when Josh Hart gets double-digit double rebounds. He's lost two straight against Denver and now against Golden State when Hart grabs boards. Typically, he, him being a monster on the glass has been a barometer for success. And I think 8 out of 10 wins is still probably a barometer for success. But enough about Josh Hart. This is the, 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 There was a moment. Actually, one more about Josh Hart because he's part of the story. <laughs> There's a moment in the fourth quarter. Josh Hart drives, get, hits a floater, threw a foul, snarls, makes a Josh Hart face. You love to see it. One of the great face makers in the league. He's just been playing great, putting the Blazers back up six or seven points. But on that moment, Jabari Walker is parked in the corner. It's early fourth quarter. He's parked in the corner. He sees the drive, starts to crash in, and he doesn't go all the way early. He waits Gets himself to from the corner to the dunker spot, which is like that little spot outside the lane. And then as the shot goes up, he takes a step in from like below the box, like on the on the lanes, like the little re, the little box that you stand in for the rebound, that that little square, and then steps in at an angle to step in front of Anthony Lamb. And if that ball comes off the rim, Jabari Walker has inside position to grab an offensive rebounder. The dude knows how to rebound. He has a knack for it, an NBA level skill. You know, he 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 has really good hands around the rim. Like he, um, he, he grabbed, he grabbed four offensive boards and he was in the mix for other ones. Uh, he finished with two points and six rebounds in 14 minutes. And the Blazers uh, were plus five. They outscored the Warriors by five in Jabari's 14 minutes. He was good. It's good. It's solid. It's the rebounding that stands out. He's got good hands and he really just great sense. Watch him off the ball. He knows how to board. And for a team like the Blazers that has struggled a little bit on the defensive glass and could use anyone who could steal minutes at the three or four spot, I don't think differentiating between those is particularly valuable, but anyone who could who could steal some minutes at one of the forward spots and rebound on the defensive glass, on the offensive glass, is valuable to what they do. I think Jabari Walker deserves a longer look. Now, on offense, he's you can see him. He is still kind of figuring it out. Um, I think even in his recent stretches before this one, his like his offensive game is a is is still a work in progress. And sure, he's a second round rookie. It's going to be a work in progress. But the junkyard dog stuff, like just the getting after it stuff, I think Walker deserves. I don't know if he deserves like I'm not I'm not screaming for him to play 18, 20 minutes a night, but a look each night because of what they need. I think there could be some value there because of what the Blazers are are searching for off the bench. Like the choice, and, and I want let's be realistic about when I say Jabari needs to play. The choice is him playing over-trended Watford and over-Drew Eubanks, and I think those two gentlemen are better than him. So then it's a choice of him playing instead of Keon Johnson and Shaden Sharp. Um, I want Shaden Sharp to play every night just for the minutes, and Keon Johnson has been good. 
So do you go 10 deep? Well, I do not want the Blazers to play an all-bench lineup of Keon, Shaden, Jabari, Trenton Watford, and Drew Eubanks. You might as well just spot the team eight points and say, sorry, we ran out a bunch of youngsters in a competitive playoff game or a competitive, as a a team that has playoff aspirations, it's not going to work. I do think on nights where the Blazers need to go bigger, and Shaden Sharp has not really been playing in the second half of games. Um, Chauncey Billups kind of cut that, cut the, cut his leash a little bit short, or shortened the leash, I think. You don't cut the leash, then he wouldn't be on the leash anymore. Shorten the leash a little bit. I think Jabari Walker has a bankable NBA skill in the way that the other rookie on the team doesn't. And the way that, um, while Trenton Watford is good, he is a unique player. He needs a ball in his hands to thrive. He's better at picking mismatches like, I'm faster than a big guy or stronger than a little guy. He's not great as just like the one bench dude on the court with the starters in a way that I think Jabari's skill set could be the one bench dude on the on the court with the starters. You play Jeremy Grant a little more, stretch him a little bit longer to open the fourth quarter. You need to steal two and a half minutes while Jeremy Grant gets a rest. I think that could be Jabari Walker minutes because... Um, he's competitive on defense, not, not a very good defender the way rookies aren't, but he can really rebound and he's going to play hard. And I think his skill set in a way that maybe the other options on the bench fits in as a complimentary, complimentary part. That's also the right size. I'm in favor of Jabari Walker playing more. I also think Shaden Sharp played better in this game. He's had some, he's had some down games recently. He's probably struggled for my money over the last, um, 10 games or so that he's appeared in but you know he played 19 minutes off the bench uh didn't play in the fourth quarter but 19 and some change and he was pretty good seven points i mean plus minus doesn't really mean anything but a team high plus seven the whole team was plus eight until the final five minutes the whole team everybody on the team the the portland trailblazers were plus eight with four minutes and 24 seconds to go uh, and then things went south so if you were on the court in the final four minutes your plus minus is going to be jacked if you were watching from the bench your plus minus is going to be better because you played in the winning time I think the positive is that Jabari Walker looks like he can play, um, and on the right night, let's get let's get that dude on the court and find out how to find out how to play him. Like the Blazers have been searching for the right combos off the bench, particularly when they're shorthanded without without Winslow and Little. Um, that's probably going to go on for another couple weeks. And so for now, when you're missing the dudes who can also play power forward off the off the bench. Give the rookie a chance. I think he deserves, I think he has a bankable NBA skill as an offensive rebounder. And if you have a bankable NBA skill, go in, do that well. And all the other things, like don't worry about the things you're not good at. Just go do the thing that you can do at an NBA level. And Jabari Walker can rebound at an NBA level right freaking now. That's going to do it for today's show. Tell your friends about this podcast. Listen, um, the Blazers have been scuffling a little bit. We're entering a new year. We're entering a soft part of the schedule and maybe they're going to be able to climb in the standings or, or gain some ground a little bit, solidify themselves in the hunt for a, in a very crowded Western Conference playoff field. Great time to get on board with the, with the team. Great time to get on board with the podcast. So if you have a friend who is also a Blazers fan, tell them about the show. Just tell them about the show. Tell them you listen to it on, on whatever podcasts, wherever they get podcasts, they can find it or tell them you watch it on YouTube. Um, Send them the link. Send them a show that you've liked recently. Share it with them. That's the best way to grow the show. Then come back for more. Blazers play the Pistons on Monday evening. We'll recap that show on Tuesday's show. We've got more shows five days a week, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. I appreciate you listening, and I'll talk to you soon.